You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. It's season 14 of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Performing through the summer months, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is presented by the Sonic Society for the Mutual Audio Network and features producers and actor troops from the modern age of audio drama who recreate and reproduce classic old-time radio plays. The Playhouse endeavors to bring shows to a contemporary audience for the love of the medium and not in any intended form of copyright infringement of those classic radio shows. And now, we go to our host of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse on stage now, Mr. David Alt. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and good day. If you are tuned into this event on the Sunday Showcase and the Mutual Audio Network feed, I am David Alt, your host. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, right, I want to first thank Jack Ward for last week's officially opening the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse for the 2023 season. Yes, yes, and thank you. And we are back to you live from the historic Halifax Playhouse with the audio of the mind. Drama in the grandest of traditions. You see, just because it is radio drama doesn't mean that it's only that genre. Oh no, we have comedy, we have science fiction, and tonight we have a tale of mystery and fantasy. A classic tale from the Shadow Recreation Society, who, just behind me, are preparing for their opening with, of course, The Shadow, The Golden Deceiver. So please sit back from your finest vantage point in the house as we begin tonight's feature. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow Knows. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another exciting adventure of The Shadow. In today's episode, The Shadow will continue to demonstrate to old and young alike that crime does not pay. <laughs> The shadow is really Lamont Cranston, who has the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend, Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, written by Ed Adamson, The Golden Deceiver. Gold! They hit gold up there in the North Woods, and that's where I'm heading! Gold? <laughs> that's for me, and plenty of it. Gold! I'm gonna be rich! Rich! Gold! 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 And with the cry of gold, a boomtown was carved out of the northwest wilderness. And just as in the old days, the wooden building which housed the tavern became the common meeting place. Hello, Mr. Murray. Mind if I sit down with you? Sit down, girlie. Glad to have you. My name's Rita, Mr. Murray. Mine's Carl, Rita. Drink? No thanks, Carl. Not right now. Say, what's a nice-looking girly like you doing up here in this no-woman's-land, anyway? Oh, I pan a little gold. In my own way. 
Say, you're all right. Yes, sir. Look, Carl, I don't want to be personal, but... You be as personal as you please, Rita. Well, I saw you at the bar before buying drinks for the house and waving that little canvas bag around. Celebrating, girlie. Struck it day before yesterday. Is that so? Struck it big, yes, sir. Lots of folks thought this here rush was a fake. Shows how wrong they were, eh, girlie? But you're only the second or third to hit pay dirt, Carl, aren't you? Yep, but who knows? In a month, this one-horse town may be a blooming city. Yes, guess it might at that. <laughs> well, thanks for your company. Hey, where you going, girlie? We ain't hardly acquainted yet. I sing here. I'll be back after I do my number. You'll wait? You're darn tootin', girlie. I'll wait. Don't take too long. I won't. What is it, Rita? Another one hit gold, Vince. What? A broken-down character outside named Carl Murray. When did he hit it? A few days ago. First time he's been here in the Lucky Seven. Then he couldn't estate his claim yet. There's still time to discourage him. Like we... diagnosed the other two? You know, Vince, I don't like that stuff. Who's asking what you like? I don't go for the idea of everybody and his brother hidden pay dirt around me. I've got my own stakes to protect. But Vince, this place of ours is doing business hand over fist. How many times do I have to tell you? Vince Regan isn't up here just for the nickels and dimes I can make on bum whiskey. But- Don't give me any buts. Like I told you from the beginning, you and I, Rita, are out to get all we can get. Any way we can get it. Even murder? Why not? When murder's the easiest way. While one man plans a murder in the Northwest Wilderness, another man opens the door of a city apartment thousands of miles away. Ah, hello, Margo. <sighs> hello, the man says. After I broke all existing speed records getting over here. <sighs> what was that hysterical message of yours all about? Come in. I never packed so quickly in all my life, Lamont. Margo, you're a sweetheart. I always worry when you use that word that way. Well, come on. What's all this about? You've read in the papers about the new gold rush up in the Northwest Woods, correct? Oh, yes. So that's where we're headed. That's where. Why? Here's why. How are you, Margot? Lamont, I don't believe I've ever met this gentleman. Are you sure, Margot? Positive? Positive. Say, what is this? I'd say, George, that prospector's disguise of yours is a guaranteed success if even Margot doesn't recognize you. George? George Wallace? <laughs> George Wallace, Dave Fairfield's a security agent. Now will you two tell me what this is all about? Please? Dave Fairfield has asked us to help George. To prospect for gold? No, Margot. To prospect for information that vitally affects the security of the country. Here, Margo. Look at this map. This point marked in blue is Gold Nest. It's a boomtown 60 miles from the nearest city. And reachable only by wagon track roads. What's that large red circle on the map? Inside that circle somewhere is an espionage radio transmitter. Enemy transmitter? Yes. We've been trying to spot it by triangulation, but it hasn't worked. Signal's been so infrequent. I see. And you figure all the gold rushing might bring the espionage agents out into the open? Yes. 
Now here's the plan. You and I are going to stop at Bay City and let George go on to Goldnest alone. Why? There's no telephone in Goldnest. You'll have to be my contact with civilization. We'll be in touch by shortwave radio. And George will let us know first thing if he spots a sign of anyone who looks like they're interested in something big besides gold. Rita, I just had a talk with our friend, Carl Murray. I'm glad it was you for a change. Look, Vince, how long do I have to go on being cute with that broken-down old character? Just for tonight, Rita. He's going down to Bay City tomorrow, to the federal office, to file his claim. And I'm taking him in my wagon. Part way. Part way? Yeah, to about 25 miles from here. And then Carl Murray gets out. What? What are you talking about? It just so happens he gets off at the place where Timberwolf hunting is the best. Vince, you you can't... Of course it won't do Carl Murray much good, because he won't have a gun. And wolf hunting ain't much good without a gun. Is it, Rita? (laughs) Except for the wolves. Lamont, that must be George calling on the short way from Goldnest. I'll get it, Margot. George Wallace, Goldnest, calling Lamont Cranston, Bay City. Wallace calling Cranston. Cranston, go ahead, George. Got something. Shoot. Man named Vince Reagan runs the saloon here, the Lucky Seven. Came to this part of the country six months before the rush. Six months, huh? Anything else on Reagan? He tried to discourage the rush when it started. But a gold rush would be a real boon to a saloon keeper. That's what I thought. I'll check him. Thanks, George. Margot and I will be standing by for your next call. Right. This is Wallace signing off at Gold Nest. Hear that, Margot? Yes, Lamont. Vince Regan. Hmm. But how can we check him? By contacting Dave Fairfield. See if the security department has anything on Reagan. Oh, of course. And Margot? Yes? Get all available information on all espionage agents who have been connected with radio communications work. My horse and wagon is ready outside, Carl. You ready for the trip to Bay City? All set, Mr. Regan. And thanks very much for your trouble. No trouble, Carl. Believe me, the pleasure is all mine. I got the information from Washington, Lamont. And? Nothing on Vince Regan. Oh. But here's something. Dave tells me, according to the department's records, there's an espionage agent named Rentlov who is at large. Rentlov at one time was a radio communications expert. Any details as to Rentlov's description? None. All right, Margo. Now I'll contact George Wallace in Goldnest. To tell him the story? Not by radio. I'm going to arrange a rendezvous with George south of Goldnest in the woods. We'll get there by horseback. Then, Margot, you and I are going to Goldnest to do a little prospecting of our own. Come on, get up, get up. Say, Mr. Regan, ain't we kind of taking a roundabout way to Bay City? No, Carl, this is a shortcut. We'll be near the foot of Eagle Rock in another couple minutes. Eagle Rock? They say that's wolf country through here. Yeah, so they say. Come this way all the time, but never spotted a wolf yet. 
Get up! Get up! Well, if there were any wolves, all that noise you're making would bring them out on us. I've got nothing to worry about. Hey, what's that I hear back there? Sounds like wolves to me. You were wrong about this not being wolf territory. Yes, that was. Just listen to them. They get pretty hungry this time of the year. Regan, they're on our trail. Let's shift over to another route if we can. I don't have to worry, I told you. This horse of mine can outrun anything on four legs. Of course, Carl. You won't do so well. Huh? Here's where you get... What's the matter with you, Regan? You're crazy! I'll be killed! That's the idea, Carl. So long! Get up! Get up! Ladies and gentlemen, in some countries and states, it's the law if you're under the age of 22 and you're driving, you can't have any alcohol to drink. That's right, zero. Not a single drop of any alcohol. That means no beer, no wine, no shots, no coolers, not even a sip. No alcohol, end of story. If you're under the age of 22 and you're driving, forget the booze, it may save your life. And now, back to the shadow and the golden deceiver. In the belief that a gold rush in the northwest woods is being used as a cover-up for espionage, communication activities, Lamont and Margot have joined forces with security agent George Wallace in an effort to track down a dangerous spy. Now, at a pre-arranged rendezvous in the woods, Margot and Lamont contact George Wallace and ride north by horseback. That's all the information we have, George. Just the espionage agent's name. Just the last name, Rentlove? That's all. And no available description at all. I don't have much information either. Just some hearsay. But it seems that the saloon keeper, Vince Reagan, has been mixed up in a couple of accidents that happened to particularly lucky prospectors. Oh? Two of them have been found dead. So far. Murder? They were called accidents. But no definite tie to Reagan. Nothing definite. What's that? Huh? Just ahead on the side of the trail. Looks like a bundle of some kind. That's no bundle. I can see now. It's a man, or... or what's left of him. Oh? Whoa! We'll stop here, George, and walk the rest of the way. Right. Whoa. You wait here, Margot. All right. Come on, George. Not a pretty sight, Lamont. Not at all. I understand this is wolf country. No doubt about it now. He must have wandered off and... Say, I know this man. What? That heavy beard and his leather jacket. I remember that jacket. This is a prospector named Carl Murray. Are you sure? Positive. He had struck it, was celebrating all over town. Another lucky prospector, George. Yes, Lamont. And another accident. Vince Reagan. I was thinking of Reagan. Think it's about time to tackle him outright? Not outright. The time isn't ripe to hit him in the face with the suspicions we have. Then what do we do? I think the time has come for Reagan to face a little... Well... <laughs> Let's call it... shadow boxing. Have another one with me, Rita. Not now, Vince. I gotta get outside and do my number. Come on. We've got something to celebrate about, haven't we? I'll be back when I finish. And you'd... better go easy on that whiskey. <laughs> easy? She's crazy. Got to celebrate, don't I? Yes, sir. Got to celebrate. Here's to me. 
Vince Regan. Are you sure that's the name? Uh, who said that? <laughs> Who's in it with me? I can't see you. No one sees the shadow, Regan. This whiskey, it's, it's lousy. I'm hearing things. What is your real name, Regan? Answer. My name's Regan. Vince Regan. Rentloff begins with an R, just like Regan. Could it be that your real name is Rentloff? Never heard of that name. But you've heard of the name Carl Murray, haven't you? And the other prospectors who met an accidental death. If you're really Rentloff, there's a good reason for you to discourage prospecting up here. I must be going crazy. That rotten whiskey. If you were Rentloff, you wouldn't want anyone to uncover your espionage transmitter hidden in the woods. <laughs> you don't make sense. None of this makes sense. Leave me alone. Get out of here and, and leave me alone. It stopped. It's gone. Just in my mind. It's just this stinking whiskey. Never again. Never again. <laughs> The Shadow didn't get anything out of Vince Regan, Lamont? Not a thing. Except a promise to lay off cheap whiskey. Then you didn't get anywhere? Oh, I didn't say that, Margot. But you... I learned some very interesting things from what Vince Regan didn't say. What? <laughs> I don't mean to talk in riddles, Margot. I don't mean to talk at all. Right now, what we need is action. What kind of action? I've just been talking it over with George. So far, there have been three lucky prospectors in Gold Nest, and all three have suffered... accidents. So? So George and I have decided that it's time for him, as a prospector, to strike gold. You mean... as bait? Right. With George's bait, I think we're going to hit our own sort of pay dirt. And soon... Hey, bartender, bring another drink over here to my table and set up another one for everybody in the house. Does that include me, big boy? Sure does, sweetheart. Includes you specially. Mind if I have mine here at this table with you? My pleasure. Sit yourself down. Thanks. The name's Rita. Yours? George Wallace. George to you. I hear you struck pay dirt, George. That's right. Got me some nuggets as big as those beautiful eyes of yours. Say, how about you and me doing a little private celebrating of our own? I could think of nothing better. Say, we're going to be great friends, Rita. Aren't we? <laughs> By the way, George, did you stake your claim yet? Not yet. Figured I'd go down to Bay City in a day or two. Hey, Rita, would you like me to bring you back something nice from Bay City? Yeah. First National Bank. <laughs> hey, you're all right. No doubt about it, Rita. You and I are going to get along fine. You're certainly right, George. No doubt about it at all. He's uh, still in the bar room, Rita? Yes, Vince. He's waiting for me to come back to his table. Okay. You go out there and bring this George Wallace in to see me. He said he's going to stake his claim down in Bay City in a couple of days. He's gonna stake his claim tonight. Vince, you're taking too many chances. It's going to be tonight. Why don't you wait till he starts for Bay City? 
Then you can arrange the accident, so- This, Rita, ain't gonna be an accident. But- Another accident right now isn't gonna look good for me. That George Wallace is gonna disappear. Disappear? Yeah, on my way back from the trip with Carl Murray, my horse got a gimpy foot. I stopped right alongside Eagle Rock, and you know what? What? I stumbled onto a cave. Cave? Uh Uh-huh. It leads right under the rock. It's hidden so no one would find it. But what's the cave got to do with George Wallace? That's where I'm going to keep Wallace on ice. But why bother bringing him there? There are lots of other ways and- Listen, I'm running this operation. I want you to spread the word around that Wallace took his load and quit. Get that rumor circulating. Got that? All right, Vince. Now go outside and bring George Wallace in here to me. Look, Margot. Not a sign of George. I don't understand it, Lamont. He was supposed to come back here to report to you over two hours ago. I know. You checked thoroughly at the Lucky Seven Saloon? Yes. He was seen there an hour ago, but no one knows where he went from there. What could have happened to him? I have an idea, Margot. But it's not a pleasant one. Oh, Lamont. You stay here. I'm going back to the Lucky Seven and dig and dig until I get some line on George Wallace. Come in. You, Rita Karen? That's me. What can I do for you, handsome? I'm looking for my partner. My dressing room isn't the Missing Persons Bureau, handsome. (laughs) But you're welcome to stay. My partner's name is George Wallace. Nice guy, George. I'm going to miss him. Miss him? What's that supposed to mean? I was talking to him outside a couple hours ago. Yeah. One of the boys at the bar said he saw you two together. That's why I came here to see you. You say he's your partner? That's right. Now, what you said before about missing him... Just getting to that. George told me he was packing up his load and clearing out. He told you that? He told me that. But he didn't tell me he had a partner. A good-looking one like you. (laughs) What's your name, handsome? Lamont Cranston. Real fancy name. But I'm not a fancy guy. You'll do fine. How about having a drink with me? You go for that? I go. Okay, if it's straight. Straight's the only way. Here. Thanks. To you, Lamont. No, to you, Rita. Because you got just what I want. Bottoms up. (sighs) Well, Rita... Now that we've got acquainted, let's get down to business about George. I never mix business with pleasure. Where is he? Who? George, come on, where is he? How should I know? I told you just what he told me. He's getting out. You're a liar! Takes one to know one. George Wallace doesn't have a partner. He would have told me. Look, you! You're going to tell me what happened to George. Get away from me! You're going to tell me! If I have to... What's the matter, handsome? I... I, Got your tongue? That drink you gave me... Uh Uh-huh. Poison. You didn't have me fooled, handsome. Not for one minute. I'll get you. I'll get you for that. (laughs) That's it, handsome. Use up your last bit of strength. I'll get... The faster you use it up, the faster you're finished. Come on. Try to get me. Try. You rotten. You rotten little... 
So long, handsome. I'll give your regards to George. Bregan, you won't get away with this. No use struggling against those ropes, Wallace. You'll never get out. I'm warning you. I have friends who will be looking for me. Let them look. No one will ever find this cave. If I wasn't tied, I'd give you such a beating. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I'll be seeing you, Wallace. You're not going to leave me? (laughs) Here. Trying to trip me, huh? Okay. Then here's something for you. Ah. And now, wise guy, you're going to feel shoe leather in your face. Vince! Huh? Rita! We've got trouble, Vince. What are you doing here? This man, George Wallace, is a security agent. What? Yes, Vince. How do you know? A man named Lamont Cranston came to the place looking for Wallace. Said he was Wallace's partner. Partner? I knew right away something was up, so I got him to take a drink. Did you spike it? Yes. Smart girl. Go ahead. After he passed out, I went through his clothes and found out everything on a paper he was carrying. Security agents? Yes, And now we've got to take care of this one. Take care? You crazy? I'm not touching it. You don't go around knocking off federal men if you're in your right mind. It's his life or ours, Vince. I'm clearing out of here fast. I'm not... Hey, what's the idea of the gun? I told you, we can't get away with this. Stand where you are, Vince. I'm taking care of him. And you, too. Me? You're not making sense. It makes sense if you could see what's hidden deeper in this cave. What are you talking about? A complete shortwave transmitter. Transmitter? That's what I was working to protect. And you were helping me. Your idea of taking over all the big stakes around Goldness fitted in with my plans just fine. I wanted those prospectors kept out of here as much as you did. Look, Rita, give me a break, will you? Sorry, Vince. I can't afford it. I've got to close your mouth for good. Rita, please! The name isn't Rita. It's... It's Rentlov. And I'll take that gun. No, you won't, whoever you are. You'll take this! (laughs) Where... Where are you? Right here. My wrist... It'll just hurt for a moment till I get this gun. Now both of you stand where you are. Don't dare move. Who... who are you? Ask Reagan. He's already had a visit from me. I... I thought it was just in my mind. But you are real. As real as life and death. Your deaths, Reagan and Rentlov. How... how did you find me here? Through Lamont Cranston. No. Cranston is dead. When it comes to poisoning drinks, you have an obvious hand. Luckily, the fact that Cranston didn't drink, it wasn't so obvious. Otherwise, you'd never have led me here. And now we'll wait for George Wallace to have the most pleasant awakening of his life. (laughs) So, the mysterious Redlog was a woman. I never would have suspected that. Really not? No. Really not. And Lamont Cranston, don't you dare pull one of those I-knew-it-all-the-time lines on me. All right. But I did. Did what? Know it all the time, or at least after the shadow visited Vince Reagan. I meant to ask you about that. 
You said you didn't get a thing out of Regan. Have you forgotten, Margot? No one can like the shadow. The very fact that Regan could tell me nothing about Rentlov, that he was genuinely amazed when the shadow accused him of being Rentlov, proved he was innocent. Of espionage, at any rate. He'll pay for the murder of the prospectors. And Rita will pay for espionage. The female deadliest of the species. Oh, come on, Lamont. Why do you always say such horrible things about women? Don't you think women are nice? Nice? Oh, sure. And indispensable to happiness, Lamont? (laughs) Lamont, I asked you, not your horse. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot, fictitious. Any similarities to any living or dead are purely coincidental. Again, next time, the shadow will demonstrate that... Crime does not pay. <laughs> Lamont Cranston was voiced by Spencer Bruce, the lovely Margot Lane by Megan Salinas, I'm your announcer, Mr. Joseph McKellar, and we bid you goodbye until next time. Thank you to everyone from the Shadow Recreation Society for this, another grand turn of one of old-time radio's greatest heroes. Please join us next week here at the Playhouse for a Summerstock favorite with Project Audion and their science fiction tribute to Tales of Tomorrow. Until then, I'm David Alt. Good night from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And that concludes our feature this week for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, features, characters and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders and no infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society and is a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network where we listen and imagine together. Please join Jack Ward and myself next week at this time for our next grand performance feature.
no one knows where he comes from. Some say he's not a man. Some say he's a force. Not of nature, but of something more primal than that. He's the acid taste of vengeance you can't quite swallow down in a town that's besieged by fear. An unbreathed regret. Others say he was a man who wouldn't rest until all the pain in the world was fed back to those who minded out of others. He's only known by one name. From county to county, in the hours past dawn, and in the haze-filled air, you'll see him walking towards you if you keep secrets. If you harm folks, he's the drifter, and he won't stop till sorrow's end. A weird western series from Jeffrey Billard starring The Drifter. From Audio Groovecats and the Amigo Collective. Coming 2023, only on Mutual, with Episode 1, Before a Wind. <laughs>